0: Welcome to week seventeen. I'm Farrell,
1: and I'm Rhonda Pickering,
0: and we're so glad to be here with you doing Exodus eighteen through twenty. And we titled this one right out of the DNC, even though we're doing Exodus. For a trump shall sound both long and loud, even as upon Mount Sinai. And we actually believe that uh, all of thing all things in the Torah, or all things around the commandments, around. Sinai and around the Passover and tabernacles that were commanded in Moses actually pertain to the last days.
1: Right, and all the, the prophetically appointed times, they exactly. all were were based out of this piece of history.
0: So it actually is very pertinent to say DNC 2913 for a Trump shall sound loud even as upon down Sinai because we're going to reference the difference between that sign in the past and then in the future. The so prophetic
1: future The prophetic future of what happened right. at Mount Sinai.
0: Mount Sinai, by the way, the picture you're seeing fade into view here is the real Mount Sinai. And we, in our previous episode, kind of told you a little bit about that.
1: Hopefully they got to watch that video yeah, clip. Yeah, they got it's to watch so that video awesome. clip.
0: But just like we Not said, surely. our whole goal here. Is to declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done saying my counsel shall stand and i will do all my pleasure okay jumping right in <clears throat> and it came to pass oh we're going to jump back into 18 for just a minute before we actually hit that because we have to cover chapter 18 just a touch and in chapter 18 uh, well, I'll read it, and then we'll go into where we're going. And it shall come to pass that on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood by Moses from the morning to evening. And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he had done to the people, he said, What is this thing that thou doest to the people? Why sittest thou thyself alone, and all thy people stand by thee from morning till evening? So Jethro comes, and he's telling Moses, Hey, you're trying to carry the whole load. You can't carry it. And that's, I know I'm guilty of that. I kind of get in a place sometimes where I just don't feel safe or comfortable delegating because I feel like I need to take care of things. And the truth of it is, none of us can do it alone. And thankfully, I have somebody to, <laughs> to help me and cover my tail and help me cover it. And so in this, we understand that delegation is a good thing.
1: And, and I think that here in, in the Exodus story, as we are typing the future, it's important to realize that this establishment of a government, this establishment of judges, is part of what will play out in the future. In Isaiah chapter 1, I think it's around verse 40, it says that the judges will be restored as at the beginning.
0: And in any so, essence, that's, we see that also parallel in the Book of Mormon. And Moses said unto his father-in-law, because the people come to me and inquire of God. When they have a matter, they come unto me, and I judge between one another. And I do make them know the status of God and his laws. And Moses' father-in-law said, you know, this thing that thou doest is not good. Meaning, here he's talking to Moses, who is talking to God. But he says, hey, wake up. You know, you got to delegate this out. you got to pick captains and, you know, and help delegate this out because no man can run it all. And gratefully, that's in the gospel plan. We're in the gospel plan and we learn to be a coordinated team. And that's, that's really cool. Here. Now we're going to jump into Exodus 19. I didn't want to spend too long in well, 18.
1: Before we, before we go there, I, I think it's important to to establish, too, that they had lower courts and higher courts and everything. And, of course, our Constitution is the same way. We have the lower courts all the way up to the Supreme Court. And, and yeah. that is where the Founding Fathers got this idea from. They're going to take so many things that are principles in the Constitution and they're going to bring them right out of... The Torah, the Book
0: of the Law. Which I love what Timothy Ballard's work on that, where mm-hmm. he actually shows that the bulk of our original governing and our constitution and the things that were built were built right out of the Torah.
1: Right, and David Barton. Deuteronomy. And David Barton pioneered a lot of that
0: work. And that's as well. beautiful. <clears throat> Anyway, in the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day come they into the wilderness of Sinai. Now, the third month, if you understand right, the first month being Nisan, and then the 14th day being Passover, and then so on, and then we count the Omar for 50 days, what we are is we're just right before pentecost or right before shavuot at this point that's why it says the third month because it's not from january it's from approximately the beginning of april
1: and, and those that are new to this will explain it again um that shavuot and pentecost are the same holiday one is counting to 50 in greek pentecost and one is counting in hebrew seven sevens and then the day after, the day after that 50. and so when we say shavuot and pentecost in the third month, we're we're talking about the same, same thing. holiday, yeah. Yeah,
0: which is really beautiful. Be ready against the third day. For the third day, the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. So He's telling them, and this is three days before Pentecost. He's saying, "Prepare yourself. This third day, prepare yourself to meet God." Now we all know that most of the time, most of us aren't quite feeling quite ready to meet God. But he's saying, get ready. And I love the type of this. If you watch some of our other work on the third day and you understand the relationships of the two days of the Gentile, the third day being the millennial day, and starting with Adam on diamond, the face of the Lord is unveiled. You begin to understand the types and shadows here that are in this Exodus nineteen eleven. that this third day has multiple layers of meaning. And it's all rehearsals of things to come. And our third day is coming soon. Right.
1: And here at Mount Sinai, they prepare for two days and get ready to meet God on the third day. Yes. So that's that same typology that we saw in Hosea, that we saw in John chapter 4, the woman at the well, that we've seen so many times.
0: Exactly. And the woman at the well is one of our presentations you can get on our website. Anyway, jumping forward. um, You know, we have to get to my... uh, my passion Hebrew, these days yeah. my Hebrew stuff <laughs> so now therefore if you will obey my voice indeed and, and keep my covenant then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people for all the earth is mine you ever sit back and wondering why does god seem biased to israel
1: does he play favorites
0: does he play favorites is he capricious well i'm going to i'm going to analyze that because when you understand the relationships of the whys and wherefores, you begin to understand why it appears that maybe he's capricious when he's really not. And I'll I'll get into that more thoroughly here. So this word covenant that I have highlighted in red, covenant, let's just dissect the word. Bet-resh-yod-tav. So bet-resh-yod-tav, as a word, means um barit or by Bireet, I guess, was, I did say it right. Um, so by Bireet, the I is making an E sound. Um, Bireet. And Bireet, she tells me. So I guess I didn't say it right. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> yeah, okay, it was a
1: good anyway, try, it was a good try. You know barit. me,
0: I can't enunciate anything. So, anyway, but I, I, I get numbers really well.
1: <laughs> and you have a lot of fun with the Hebrew. <laughs> yeah, the pictures, so, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I can do pictures. <laughs> Give me a picture book. Anyway, that being said, <laughs> So this word, berit, notice that the H is generally silent. Uh, and I don't know why they put it in all the time, but they don't usually say the H when it's the end of the word. Like I would want to say berit, but it's actually berit, that the way they say it. Anyway, that word, Rash Yo yotav, heaven's authority doing the work of the cross, it's a promise or grant. So what it is, is what it, what it basically is saying that if, If you will enter into an agreement or a contract with me, I will enter into a contract or grant back with you. Or in other words, if you agree to make covenant with me, I'll agree to take claim on you. I will take possessive of you. I will make you mine. And that is what we're talking about. It's like a betrothal. Covenant is really a betrothal.
1: Well, and in this case, <clears throat> this is what is called a conditional covenant. It's an if-then type covenant, right? right?
0: And, and you know, we see that when we are passing through the, the halves, where you got the blessing and the cursing. And that's always true in Hebrew, that you almost have the blessing and the cursing or the, the positive-negative interpretation almost on every word as you... Go through it. Forgive the hay fever. So covenant sign in the hand by the son to bring us into his home. This is a, a beginning stage. Now, I don't know if the rest of you who watched my first presentation on Bereshit, maybe you're already making the connection I'm about to make. But when you take the word Berit, which is covenant, and you spread it apart, you find that in the middle, if you place the... Aleph-sheen in the middle you now have Bereshit and that Aleph-sheen is fire.
1: And if they saw the video that we did in the very first Bereshit is in the beginning. It's the very first word in, in the In essence
0: it's the plan of salvation within the first word which is really kind of interesting but all of a sudden you realize that when you include the fire of the Spirit, the fire at Pentecost, the fire of punishment, the, the the crushing that took place in Gethsemane. When you include all these things, you start to complete the covenant. You complete the picture. And now this Barish sheath, or sheet, is a more complete telling of the story of the covenant of Barit, or Barit. Or do you say Barit? Barit. <laughs> anyway. So when we hook that back together, we realize that covenant is the beginning of the process. And later, when we learn to be saviors on Mount Zion, we complete or help complete the process of creation, which is really a beautiful context. Okay, so now let's just go to the next interesting word I wanted to dissect in the the Hebrew. Peculiar treasure, you know. We would like to say it, a peculiar people. That's the way we yeah, we would it, it say seems it in, like
1: an odd way uh, yeah, to name a, peculiar, a people. A pe- yeah, a but it goes treasure. on to
0: say unto me above all people. So this idea of a peculiar people, what's that? Does that mean you're just strange or kooky? You know, some people would say so. Okay, but the real the reality is that what it really means. Is that because you have made covenant and and come together in agreement between you and God which all of you LDS people like Latter-day, I'm supposed to use the full word anyway for the full name but it gets lengthy but all of us we are all about making covenant. And you know what that means? We get to be a peculiar people too, just like they were. We get to be a peculiar treasure. And that's really cool that you understand, and I'm gonna let Rhonda maybe announce Cigula? it. Sagula? Sagula. Yeah, there we go. Sagula. So that word is heaven's authority lifting up or protecting, taking ownership of us. You know, he's he's basically taking hey, you can be my people. We would like to uh, almost equate it with being the bride. Being right. the, Okay. A, a betrothal. A betrothal. So the covenant is what creates the betrothal and takes. that's how he takes ownership, so to speak, of us. So the supporting foundation, foot foundation, of whom his authority is revealed. So when we look at Israel, we say, well, why did they get treated kind of set apart? Well, it's in the name Israel. Israel is God prevails, but it also is set apart. That it's a nation set apart. And it's not set apart because of any reason except for they agreed to be his people. They made covenant or they agreed by ordinance to be his people. And that is just incredible concept.
1: And that means that God is not capricious. It's not that he's picking one people over all the other peoples. It's that this people chose to come in covenant with him and like we've said before if if god favored one people over another that would that wouldn't be just
0: it would be capricious
1: but if a person is in covenant with him then by right he can step on the stage and fulfill the terms of that covenant
0: because he honors agency yes he's not going to intervene so much I mean, he will kind of in a different way, but I'm saying he's not going to intervene in all those positive ways unless we agree to come into covenant with him.
1: And I think sometimes we kind of take it for granted because we just have heard the story so many times that an entire nation of people entered into a covenant with God.
0: Yeah, isn't that incredible?
1: I mean, you think about that today, and, and could is there any nation on the earth that is an entire nation under covenant with God?
0: Yeah, and, and you know, I'm going to try to do a really quick rabbit trail, and that really quick rabbit trail is going to be just this, and that is, have you ever sit and look at the world and you see some people born in the worst cases of poverty in one place and not so much in another, and you ask yourself, you know, take the... Declaration of Independence, we believe all people were created equal, and you ask yourself, well, that doesn't seem right, because I look around the world and it doesn't seem equal. You know, it doesn't really seem like we all got an equal shot. Well, if there was not more, here I am using the slang words, if our faith, if the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or in essence, if the fullness of the gospel didn't reveal to us that there was a pre-existence, it would not be fair. He would be capricious. But because there was a pre-existence, it determined how we come into this world. And and, and that might seem unfair, but truthfully, it's not at all because it's based on commitment and covenant in the past. And where we are is a result of our choices, although not necessarily at the beginning of this life. Some of them were in the pre-existence. And that is what makes God just.
1: And that's Abraham 3, what we studied at the beginning.
0: Which is really cool. So I'm going to stay off that rabbit trail and not stay there too long because, yeah, you know, we could spend hours here. And we won't torture you with hours. We'll, we'll (laughs) We'll, We'll try to at least keep it close to an hour. Okay. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel so this idea of a kingdom the the whole precedence of kingdom is not really hard to explain and i probably didn't even need need to go into hebrew for this but i'm just going to hit it real quick that the name is say that for me mamlaka okay speaking in there and what it really is is the authority to cover the foot with mass um, of a massive foundation or a massive population so knowing that the Kav there, uh, going right to left, by the way, the fourth letter coming right to left, the Kav is the palm of a hand. It's a covering. And the whole point of that is that a kingdom is simply massive amounts that are foot being a foundational thing that covers the law. In essence, uh, a host of people being lifted up and covered by law. Uh, So what that means, and, and, and I... I would like to take another perspective. Oh, I'll do it later. Never mind, I'll hit it later. Because I want to hit this in a different flow. But then we go to kingdom of what? Priest. So what's a priest? Well, you know, we look at it as an office of the church. And truthfully, in the context of the Old Testament and in present times, if we were to understand the word more clearly, this word priest is covering the hay of life or covering... The revealing of life it's the whole purpose is to administer it's a ministering role to be a priest it's not a exalting yourself kind of role it's it's a service role
1: well mm-hmm. i i love that for those that are just listening and that, that that aren't seeing the actual pictographs that you're showing here that it's the palm revealing life and yeah, so a priest is, the, you know, I I I think of a blessing. I think the palm of the hand giving light, blessings, and blessing. You know, and we revealing. think of,
0: and that'll come in later when you when you give a blessing, you lay hands upon the right. head and and you and you bless. Um, and we have, of course, that higher role of priest is is the calling of a high priest, and and. That's referred to in the Book of Revelation and all over the place.
1: Well, the Cohen godol is yeah, huh? the high priest, right? And, and uh, say Coen that for me, the... Cohen.
0: Cohen. Okay, Cohen. I'm asking her to say it so I don't trip over the annunciation. <laughs> anyway, <so> <clears throat> not what tiggers do best. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. That's that's her strength, not mine. <laughs> okay. That being said, um. The, to cover the breath of life or to, to bless. That's the whole concept here. Actively revealing the poem or the covering, the opening. So it's opening to life. Yes, it's actually yeah. really beautiful I when you that. understand so the Hebrew perspectives on these things.
1: Of a priest. <clears throat> of a, a priest.
0: Now let's go to this word holy. And this is where it really gets fun in my my opinion. Of course, in my opinion, it's all really yes, fun, right? You really right? like the Hebrew. <laughs> uh, so this holy... This word holy, um, what is that? Well, this um, kaf, dalad, vev, mim. cough is the back of the head or behind you or time. It's looking maybe back in time or a relative to time. So that cough is really interesting that we're referring to the head. When we think of holy, that implies anointing. The doorway to the anointing to secure the blood or to secure the holy oil.
1: And, oh, so, and, and waters in Scripture are also people, so it's an anointing
0: of people to
1: secure the people. Yeah, it's
0: so holy. it's an anointing. And why, how do you get an anointing if it isn't by covenant? In other words, when you get hands laid upon you and you get made a member of the church, when you get hands laid upon you and you receive a blessing with holy oil, or whatever the case might be, that is an anointing on the back of the head or on the crown of the head, and it's with the liquid of life, or in this instance, consecrated oil, or whatever the case. I mean, it's so massive in the fact of how you can interpret it, but it's a doorway. And the word is kadosh. Did I say that again? Kadosh, yeah. Kadosh, okay. And ye shall say unto me, the kingdom of priests and a holy nation so it's an anointed nation the anointing of the holy one creating the path by the nail made sure from the chaos by blood it's just incredibly well i'm,
1: I'm just loving it i'm just kind of putting it together here in my head and i'm just like well, we have an anointing a people that are anointed to be a blessing to the kingdoms, to the people. I yeah, mean, it, and
0: that's what I say.
1: It's not favoritism here. It's it's a responsibility. It's and yeah, a and choice. it's a
0: service that you've signed on for, right? To be a minister in on um, to minister you know, to cover with the palm
1: exactly. Uh, so right. you know, Priest. to
0: to be of service to your fellow beings. That's mm-hmm. the whole point. And who was of the greatest service? Well, we know. In the Last Supper, he told his apostles, he who is the greatest among you is the servant of all. Well, we you know, he was the servant of all.
1: And he was the greatest.
0: And he was yes. the greatest. Yes. The blood nailed and made sure the doorway to time. So, in essence, the whole purpose of the anointing that even Christ received, and it says that in Daniel 9, to, to anoint the most holy. And it, he is the doorway to all of time. And I would love to hold discourse on time someday because I l- I'm into a whole new um,
1: scientific
0: scientific proof study of God. Of, <laughs> of God, which is really fun too. But I won't take the time for that now. Anyway, that being said, when we add this word after it, "Holy Nation," this word "nation" that that is in the Hebrew, and we look at this word and we understand that it's Gimel Vav Yod. And that it's pronounced, Goy, Goy, just Goy, yeah. And so the got E to is kind of just a going on there. yeah, Goy. Goy. And uh, maybe some of you have already recognized it, but you know we've talked about it. But one of the the literal translation, or one of the many times that this is in the in the uh, ancient Hebrew, it's referred to as Gentile. So what that's really saying, a holy nation. It's saying. Israel was Gentile until it had the holy anointing. Yes. Until it became under covenant, and that's what actually transitions us to be His and to be set apart from others is simply choice.
1: So it, it's in just a, obedience. In other
0: words, choice and obedience.
1: In other words, what you're saying is, Goy is nation. Goyim is nations, Patience. and that is what we ta- translate as Gentiles.
0: Okay, what, let's just go there. You're, oh, you,
1: you're going Okay,
0: there? it's the foot or foundation connected by a common hand or work, or in essence, goals. So a nation is nothing more than a, a group of people connected or a foundation connected by common beliefs and goals. Now, you could see that if you're not connected together by common beliefs or goals, you're about to come apart as a nation, right? So, we're kind of in trouble because we're not connected anymore. This nation, the more we
1: divide, this
0: nation was once
1: the more vulnerable we are going to be A
0: Christian-based, Bible-based nation, and now we are completely divided and coming apart. And that's why you can see all the signs on the wall that we're about to be seriously judged by our own choices.
1: So, if a nation is With common goals, then a holy nation is common goals goals under covenant.
0: Yeah, holy goals under covenant or, or anointed goals. Work that makes sure the nation's pride. You know, it's basically what it's saying is a nation is divided by, or not divided, is distinguished is the word I'm looking for, is distinguished by its ideology. So to be a holy nation means our ideology should be God's ideology. Right. And that's all it's simply saying. But if you just simply add the... Uh, the plural. The mim, which is plural behind it.
1: The masculine plural. Then it,
0: then it becomes nations goim, which if you've heard our lectures many times, you'll hear us refer to Gentiles is the goim, the nations. Uh, that's all it means. And and the only this thing that makes us not... Part of nation. Israel or part of a set-apart nation, either by adoption or lineage, is ordinance. When we commit and are under covenant with God, we become a holy nation, Laura. And that's exactly what I was trying to make the, the point that here. That connection there. That connection for you. Okay. So
1: Gentiles, or people of the nations... ...can be numbered among the house of Israel by coming into covenant.
0: Exactly. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. So in essence, what happens on Sinai and what happened is they made covenant and agreed and put blood on the doors so that the angel of death would pass over them. They agreed to follow God's direction. Mm -hmm. And that was the beginning of them being established as a nation as Mm -hmm. they begin... To obey.
1: And that's an important part of that covenant, is that it's a covenant to keep His commandments, to do it God's way.
0: And I, 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 a little little point to kind of get off, and I, I meant to go there a little bit before, but when you think of covenant, virtually there's a celestial covenant, a terrestrial covenant, and a celestial covenant. And I, I, the reason I'm pointing that out is because our good lovely christian friends like to make the statement we are not christians because we believe that our faith must be showed with works or in essence we believe in what uh, james had to say and and when he said i'll show you my faith by my works and they kind of take the attitude that all you got to do is confess jesus christ well In a sense, that's true.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it's partially true for salvation. That's what I was about to. It's
0: a telestial covenant level. What I mean is at the end of the millennium.
1: Okay, can we, can we, we, it's terrestrial, right? When you commit to Christ and come into covenant with him. Well,
0: yes, and I agree with you. However, all of those at the end of the millennium are going to bow the knee. So they're all going to acknowledge Christ. Right. Okay, so that's really only a... Celestial resurrection at the end of the millennium. So a terrestrial, terrestrial again. The second level is a just resurrection or a just kingdom where they are just men of the now, earth. I, I would, as sep- it speaks I would separate 76. it in
1: this way. I would say that in a terrestrial covenant, it's like you are covenanting to keep God's commandments. There's a difference but, between coming into covenant with him and, and wanting to be part of his, because in Moses chapter seven, it says that Jesus Christ is the King of Zion. And so when we um, when we come into covenant with him and promise to keep his commandments, then we are I, coming I, to be part of I agree of with
0: you, but what commandments? There's levels of commandments.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Sure. And right. we're going
0: to get there at the end. So I'm not right. going to spend too much more time on it right now, but I want to point out that The covenants we're talking about to make us terrestrial is by obeying the Ten Commandments.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, okay. and
0: I'll get there more later. Well,
1: and that's kind of what I'm saying. We're we're going to keep the commandments.
0: It's it's just it's what this country was originally. Yeah, honorable men of the earth, which means they're just with one another. They're honest. They don't kill each other. They don't. They do all the. They follow the Ten Commandments in essence. Okay, back in Exodus. um, And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunderings and lightnings and thick clouds upon the mount. And the voice of the trumpet was exceedingly loud so that all people that was in the camp trembled. That's a pretty big blast. Okay, that means...
1: And I'm making all these connections. And I know. I'm making the connections in Doctrine and Covenant 77, where where Joseph Smith says, "Where do the trumpets of judgments in Revelation 8 sound?" In there, he we're says, gonna go there. "In the morning, I mean, in the um, in the beginning of the millennium, in the beginning of that third day, prophetically speaking, all the trumpets of judgment are sounding." So, so yeah, yeah. And, and it starts with
0: the trumpet long and loud, and that's right. what we're going to hit. Right. Okay, and. and Mount Zion was altogether on, on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire, and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. and when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice so what'm what we're going to jump into now is what started to happen at this moment, and we're going to tell the 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 covenant and the story anciently, and then we're going to apply it to the future. And by that, take uh, it.
1: Jump into Mount Sinai. <laughs> and all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet. And I love that verse because they saw the noise. And that is that is an actually correct translation. They actually...
0: That's enough noise s- that is distorting the air. <laughs> well,
1: not only that, but in the, the rabbis say that they, they did not just hear... The commandments in the Word of God, of, they saw it's kind the of words. Like
0: the darkness in Third Nephi, you could feel it. And it's a, it's this a is sound. It's you, a different you could almost see and
1: what you have here is you have a dimension opening between yeah, different senses and different dimensions. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. I guess. It was right? a good thing. Oh,
0: <laughs> it was a good in thing. Because
1: they had to set boundaries and they told them If you touch the mountain, you're gonna die. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear, but let not God speak with us, lest we die. Now here they are establishing Moses as a mediator, and we're going to talk about that in, in a little while. And, you know, if you're not at a celestial level where you can endure the presence of God, it's good to have a mediator. <laughs>
0: yeah. you know? Kind of buffer. You know,
1: Not everybody walks in the fiery furnace like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Well, it's
0: kind of like it says in scripture, you know that. uh, And I'm having a moment, but anyway, that we God cannot take the least degree of
1: look upon sin with the least degree of love love allowance, right?
0: Meaning that we are in a position uh, where, yeah, if we're not ready. You shouldn't be wishing to see God until you're so, ready. So, you
1: know, it's easy for us to look back on this story and say, oh, well, they shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have had Moses be the mediator. And we're like, whoa, wait a minute. What if you were there? And the yeah. earthquakes and the fire. And <laughs> okay. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God has come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces that you sin not. Okay. There's so, we're, we're going to move here to this place where they are seeing the words of God not just hearing them and the commandments there in being announced from Mount Sinai. And this is a conditional covenant. God is telling them that if you will be my people, I will be your God, okay? And then it's what we don't realize here is is how difficult it is to keep the commandments of God as a nation. And it's important that we understand that the difference between the Abrahamic covenant where a righteous person is going to be willing to descend and suffer to to be like Abraham did on behalf of his people to bless his children through generations, okay? An Abrahamic covenant like that, this one is where a whole nation is going to agree to keep those ten commandments, to keep that and and honor God. I mean, think of the first commandment: "Thou shalt have no other gods before me." Whoa! When we get to the golden calf, we're going to talk about the gods that we have today, and and we we think that you know we're so much better <laughs> than they were back here. But but um, I don't know that a lot of us are are visiting with God and even hearing and seeing His voice. Right. Okay. For God, there are now two different covenants that are in operation at this time. There's your Abrahamic covenant, which is a, a righteous person that has passed all kinds of tests in order to prove his loyalty to God and is able to intercede for other people. And now we have this this second kind of covenant, this covenant of a nation. And there are terms of of this covenant, like you've said, and uh, the commandments, that thou shalt have no other gods before me, that thou shalt not not take this lightly. Don't take the name of God in vain. All right, this covenant, as we move into the stories in the book of Joshua and everything, we're going to see that this covenant can be broken by the disloyalty and the disobedience of one man because it's a group covenant as a covenant as a nation and it's a term that's called being righteous to a man and a lot of times when i've taught the kids they haven't known what righteous to a man means and so i'm going to go back into history and and help those that don't know what that means it's an idiom and an idiom is an expression that if if you weren't in that culture and in that time you might not know what it means like if i said i was going to kick the bucket and you were From China, and
0: and you're like,
1: what "What bucket? You know what? Is there a bucket in the It's an idiom. It means you know that that, that I could die soon. You know whatever. But people that from another culture, another language. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's usually an interesting history of how idioms develop. But in this "righteous to a man" um, idiom, it's an expression whose meaning is not predictable from the usual meaning of its elements. Okay, that's what we're talking about with an idiom. But the to a man means unanimous. It means without exception. And it is as, as in the committee voted against the proposal to a man. So this is first recorded in 1712. And it means that everyone voted against it. So when we say you have to be righteous to a man,
0: it's like the 2000s think, dip- you know, stripping yeah everyone they were righteous to a man
1: and as a matter of fact when you have a situation where a nation or a group is righteous to a man god is able to intervene in a, in a whole way. different yeah, way then you're not Absolutely. righteous to a man uh, when it's just individuals trying to be righteous okay And that is why the Sinai Covenant is so important is because in order for Zion to be delivered in the last days, this is going to be a Sinai Covenant. It's going to be righteous to man. We have several examples in the Book of Mormon. You mentioned the the stripling warriors, and then we also have a situation in um, in Helaman as well in 3rd Nephi. But for right now, let's just talk about how the Sinai Covenant works. Um, from proverbs we have for the righteous fall seven times for though the righteous fall seven times they rise again but when the wicked stum- stumble when calamity strikes and so when men are righteous they have this ability to get up and keep going no matter what and as everyone focuses On the King of Zion, on Jesus Christ. This covenant is not made unilaterally or, or bilaterally with each other. This is a unilateral covenant. It's made with Jesus Christ. And so as everyone keeps that covenant with him and draws closer to him, they actually become more one. They become one people, well, and it's example. not because you agree with me and I agree with you. No, it's because we, we agree we with, with Christ. Christ. Yeah. Okay,
0: and we get and closer so as we agree with them this more. This
1: is the Sinai Covenant. It, it is as a nation we are covenanting with Christ, and they are. This covenant is let out or mediated by just men, and so that's exactly what we were talking about earlier. We were talking about Moses being a mediator for the people between the people and god and we have moses saying when at some at one point when the people are are saying oh my gosh these guys are are prophesying and and they're they're not you they're not the prophet you know and moses tells them envious thou for my sake he's speaking to joshua would god that All the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put His spirit on them. So He wants them to come come into the presence of God. And you're going to see that we're we're going to read some scriptures um, in the next class when come up
0: to meet about
1: Moses trying to get the people to come up to meet God. That's His goal. We're going to see Sinai covenant imagery throughout the Book of Mormon. I I love this one right here in King Mosiah. And he says that every man expressed a willingness to answer for his own sins. And so when you see this, every man individually being accountable, what you're talking about, what you're invoking is a Sinai covenant.
0: So in essence, I love the, the description that I heard of be, to blame, to blame someone else, to be in the spirit of blaming. I, I love the context of be lame. Be lame is to blame, meaning to take responsibility is to move up and move forward. To blame someone else for your conditions all the time is a state of mind that, that it just holds you back.
1: And there is power when a whole group of people
0: are willing
1: to answer to God for the covenant that they are under. All right, Joseph Smith says that the election of the promised seed still continues. And in the last day, they shall have the priesthood restored unto them, and they shall be saviors on Mount Zion. So these... Mediator prophets, these, um, these righteous men who have come into covenant in an Abrahamic type covenant with God, where they are willing to take on the responsibility of leading the people like Moses. You know, how many times were they going to stone him? How many times? And, and he says, Guys, I, I don't care what you do to me, but be faithful to God. I love that in the New Testament where Jesus is saying that I am the good shepherd and I am the door. He says the porters lead the sheep to the door and I am the door. And so these, these prophets of God, they're leading people to the king of Zion. And when all of the people are faithful to a man, we can invoke a situation where God will fight the battles.
0: Where he comes into the game, so to speak. Directly. I mean, he's always in the game, but he directly enters the game, so to speak. And
1: as we we see different levels of the people being righteous, we're going to see in some situations where he can empower the people to win the battle. And then in other situations, we are going to see where God will actually fight the battle for them. And boy, we get some exciting stuff. We got prophecies going on in Isaiah when God fights the battle for Ephraim in the end time, and the and where actually Ephraim takes the battle to the gate in Isaiah, but in the end time, God will fight the battle at Jerusalem. So okay, so there's different covenants the thing being kept here. I want to kind
0: of tying back a little where we were before about these levels of covenant the celestial, terrestrial, and celestial. Mm-hmm. The difference between terrestrial and celestial. Is terrestrial, is just. It follows law. Right. It, it honors boundaries, they, all of that.
1: Protects the Celestial rights of the people.
0: Celestial is when you take the step to become a savior on Mount Zion. It's when you're willing exactly. to sacrifice for those who are trying to come up the ladder. See, there's a difference. You can be just and deal honorably with one another by just contract, just law, by the Ten Commandments. But what you've got to understand is that the the difference to make that grade from just being an honorable man of the earth and being just is to become willing to sacrifice for your brothers And, and sisters.
1: And that is the difference between justice and mercy. Mercy can't rob justice. So the only way mercy can be invoked is if someone is willing to mediate in behalf of the other person. Pay the
0: price of Injustice.
1: Exactly what Jesus Christ did for you and for me. And Joseph Smith understood all this. He's, He's saying it very clearly that an unconditional election of individuals was never taught by the apostles. And so he's kind of trying to make a differentiation between salvation and election here. Yes, we all are saved through confessing Jesus Christ. But to be elected... To receive reward, steps up. You have to, if you love me, keep my commandments. There's conditions. I love, and so that's what he's talking about here. That, I
0: love the quote I heard that says, "God can or Christ can save you from your sins, but,
1: but not, not in, in your, your sin. sins."
0: Mm-hmm. Meaning you have to step beyond sin in order to lift to the next level.
1: And, and Joseph Smith actually says that he passes over no man's sin. Okay, and so we have to enter into covenant. We I love that. We have to repent. But visits
0: them with correction. Yes. And if his children will not repent of their sins, he will discard them. Right. So, in essence, we have to repent of all sins. We really do eventually, and hopefully sooner than later, have to live the Sermon on the Mount, where it says, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect, meaning eventually, hopefully sooner than later, we have to obtain perfection. You know, Joseph's quote that it might take a while after this life, but still, we're going to get there eventually. And that should be a good thing because we should be willing to take responsibility to to come, he says, come follow me. Boy, that's a pretty call, pretty strong call. Come follow him.
1: And so here in our Sinai covenant, we have men that are willing to take responsibility for their own sins and as a people be accountable to God. But it's amazing that and we'll see this when we get to chapter 32. But there are people like Moses that will be willing to suffer for the sins of others. Right.
0: Let me move on because we don't want right. to take too long on this one point. Okay, so let's just jump to DNC 8894. And another angel shall sound his trump saying that the great church, the mother of abominations, that has made all nations, all the goim, drink the wine of the wrath of her fornic- fornication that persecuteth the saints of God, that shed their blood. She who sinneth upon the many waters and upon the islands of the sea, behold, she is the tares of the earth. But she is bound in bundles and her bands are made strong and no man can loose them. Therefore, she is ready to be burned. Now the same Sinai type stuff and he shall sound his trump both long and loud in all nations.
1: And there's a time marker right there. Yeah. Here when the getting... tares are burned. That's when the wheat is gathered into the garners and the yep. tares are burned. The tares so are burned n- is the final now we're battle. bringing it
0: to today. Yes. Now we're looking at when this trump sounds long and loud. And I love I love the typology of the blowing of the shofar at the, at the Feast of Trumpets. And then the things that happened there. But but know that this Trump, sounding long and loud, is Mount Sinai. This is back at Shavuot and Pentecost. Okay, now let's go to the one that I named this whole thing after, DNC 2913. I, don't, I don't think we made that
1: point clear, though. Go ahead. That after the children of Israel left Egypt, that when they got to Mount Sinai, it was 50 days. Uh, well, it was probably Shai 3. Right after first fruits, that, yeah. that when they when they got to Mount Sinai, so this is Shavuot, this is Pentecost. Typology. This, this is, yeah. is a covenant making day when a God covenants with the people and they're betrothed, and it's going to be the same day.
0: Betrothal day. It's so going to
1: be stated. the same day that the Christian Church in Acts chapter two, Pentecost, is going to be betrothed to God as well. So right. th- this is a covenant-making day established yeah. here at Mount Sinai.
0: Yeah. And so DNC 2913 takes on new meaning when you understand its timing and its significance. So
1: wait, wait, wait. Now we're saying that Adam on Diamond is going to be another covenant-making day.
0: day. Yep. Whoa. At a higher level than we already have. Okay. The trump shall sound both long and loud, even as upon Mount Sinai, and all the earth shall quake. Wow, that's going to be a quake.
1: Well, it's just like it was in Mount okay. Sinai. It was right? pretty scary, right?
0: <laughs> and they shall come forth, yea, even the dead which died in me, to receive a crown of righteousness, and to be clothed upon, even as I am, to be with me, that we may be one. Wow. Wow. What a promise that well, just was. We're not lost. talking
1: about Mount Sinai yeah. here. We're talking about Doctrine and covenant section 29. Yeah, this is
0: a future event now this that that was a rehearsal of. Exactly. Okay, just like we Attack keep saying about these high days, they're rehearsals of things to come.
1: They're prophetic appointments.
0: Okay, and now. With
1: the Lord. And he just said, even as I am to be with me, it's his appointment. One,
0: He's taken us in. To be part of him wow. or in essence part of the kingdom
1: yes at a
0: whole new level
1: and Zion. <clears throat> a sinai covenant
0: a sign to a, a man to a man for the day cometh that the lord shall utter his voice out of heaven the heaven shall shake and the earth shall tremble and the trump of god shall sound both long and loud and shall say to the sleeping nations Ye saints arise and live, and you sinners stay and sleep until I come again. So, what we are saying here (coughs) is this now in 43, it's saying the same thing in 29, but it's adding more complete. It's
1: adding the resurrection. It's
0: at, well, it's, it's, but the resurrection, and it's saying it's a two part, it's you guys get to come and you guys don't yet. Yeah. That's like beginning and then the end of the millennium type thing. It's first, the morning of the first resurrection compared to. And if I, go ahead. Compared to the resurrection at the end of the millennium.
1: Right. And if I'm picking this up right, what you're saying is that phrase, the Trump sounding long and loud,
0: is, is a link
1: to Pentecost, to Shavuot, to, to a well, covenant actually, being made. And
0: I, I, I want to be really clear with this. First fruits is the beginning of the counting of the Omer. But in a way...
1: Omers are sheaves of grain.
0: Yeah, seven the, counts, the, seven sevens. That's that Shavuot name. Seven sevens and then the day after. So understand, try to get out of your head this concept that it's one day and realize that it's really the bookends. That first fruits the day of resurrection and Shavuot are really bookends and the whole thing, the whole 50 days is really a first fruits resurrection meeting Adam on De'Ammon. Grouping
1: and in parallel to that, when there was the resurrection at the time of Jesus Christ, like we talked uh, uh, when we did our Passover lesson, and then there was fifty days until Pentecost in the New Testament, or in the in Exodus, you know, fifty days between first fruits and when they got to Mount Sinai. But in the New Testament, we have Jesus ministering for 40 days in his ministry it says that they ministered for he ministered with them for 40 days and the saints that were resurrected at that time appeared unto many it says in Matthew right. and so what we're talking about when we talk about Adam on Diamond in the prophetic sense is not just one day like It's the day There's this whole 50 days of 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 where where we're going to be being taught and and everybody's going to be being trained because at the time of Christ... 144,000
0: are getting ready to go.
1: Yeah, at the time of Christ on Pentecost, that's when the disciples went out on their missions. And so there's a type and a shadow of that to when the 144,000 will be sent out on their missions.
0: Okay, so... Jumping ahead, just so you know, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, the dead in Christ arise first. First first morning of the resurrection. That's what it's saying in the wheat So he's being resurrected. So it's being it's happening. And we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now this isn't this isn't Olivet. This isn't in coming to Olivet, where the Mount of Olives. But this is where we get caught up, as in D&C 88, where it says, the right. faces of the Lord is unveiled to those who are prepared to see it. And, Just like on Sinai.
1: And one of the Some seasons, were able to
0: go, the 70, uh-huh. and some didn't go because they were not ready. They were afraid
1: they needed a mediator. Yeah. But right here, that that's one of the clues, is in the air. In the air is... An Adam and diamond motif. When the, Jesus comes on the Mount of Olives, the saints descend with, with him. him. Exactly. Okay, so this will help you to sort these events out in Scripture. They're caught up.
0: Yeah. Okay, so that being put together, and the saints that are upon the earth who are alive, this is the NC88. Now, now we're going exactly where I said. Shall be quickened and caught up to meet him. There it
1: is again. Yeah. Caught up.
0: Caught up. This is what the christians want to call Except the rapture
1: for, i'm not Except sure it's for, like caught up zapped up the earth
0: i look at it dimensionally
1: exactly it's i don't kind think of a, it's
0: caught up vertically i think it's, it's caught like up a transfiguration.
1: Dimensionally. yeah
0: it's a transfiguration we get caught up of and we, sh- we kind of enter power. the terrestrial glory or world before everybody else.
1: Translated is the word that yeah. we like to use in, okay. in in the restoration. And they who
0: have slept, this is the verse later, in their graves shall come forth and their graves shall be opened and they shall be caught up to meet him in the midst of the pillar of heaven. There it is again, same type as in Thessalonians, right. same concept.
1: Same okay. event.
0: <laughs> same event. And when does it happen? Well, the verse before this, just get rid of the chapter break and go to the verse before and it says, at that time the Antichrist declares himself God in the temple and then the very next so verse. So you're talking
1: about 11, chap, Daniel chapter, chapter 11, 11, verse 31.
0: The, no, it's farther. It's not. It's the last verse.
1: Right. It's I not, think it's 31.
0: I don't think it's 31,
1: I could be but wrong, right. okay. okay uh,
0: <laughs> it's well. the
1: verse before chapter 12, verse 1.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But anyway, where the Antichrist makes his stand, then we have this. And at that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. So when there's all this trouble going on, we have a first resurrection right in front of it.
1: Well, and Everyone
0: I think, that found written in the book.
1: I think it's so important to look, to the look at the word stand. Right. Because when the Antichrist, the vile person in Daniel 11, stands... That's and declares when himself God. Michael stands and he says, "Uh-uh."
0: So, this right here is—it's just a key to placing it because if you go down to verse nine, I believe it is. It says, "Time and times, time times and half a time, or moed moedim and a half." Right. Is what's left at this point. Okay. Three There's and only and three half and, years and a half same. years before all of that. Okay. It's really clear now. This is the time frame, and it lines out. On our chart, when you look at our chart, you understand. This
1: is Daniel's numbers, At the abomination of
0: desolation, we, same point in time, Michael stands, and we have Adam on the almond, because we know Michael is Adam, and he stands and declares time, time and a half, and now there's three and a half years left, and what is the condition?
1: That's amazing to me. I know. That's amazing to me Well, that was the key,
0: one of the keys that helped me put this together, is realizing that at that point in time, there was three and a half years left.
1: I know, but it, what the part that's amazing to me is that, you know, there's, there's like, well, in Revelation 12, it puts it this way. It says that, and Satan goes forth with all his fury and everything to try and attack the kingdom and to try and attack the woman because he knows his time is short. I mean, it's a number. It's like Daniel when, when, um, when it has the writing on the wall. And the, what the finger is writing on the wall at the fall of Babylon is your days are numbered. Right. I mean.
0: You, we, this is the fuse. It's wow. lit. We know exactly. It, it's it is.
1: lit. And so
0: we know that the condition to be in a millennial state is to live according to a level of covenant. Okay. Telestial we are. We, our world is basically a telestial like world. Okay, so to move to a terrestrial-like world, like it we, was
1: in the Garden, like it was, we have to, cycle to come glory. to
0: a. Everyone has to come. It's going to, to a, be a shift. Everyone has to come to a level of law that's terrestrial, right. and what is that level of law? The Ten Commandments. That is the standard that is just. It is <laughs> straight up.
1: I'm just laughing because. <laughs> He's Charlton Heston. well I just really think when we get to heaven, you know, we meet Moses. It's like, be like, wait a minute, not Moses. Yeah. <laughs> you <All> know. Right.
0: <laughs> anyway, No, by the way, just look at those symbols on those stones that they put in the movie. Yes. Do you realize that's sure. basically a form of pictorial Go see Cecil. De- Mill. Yeah, right there. <laughs> Cecil De- Mill put pictorial. Look at that third le- or the top letter on the right. On that first I stone, a it's a hay. a head and a, head. a hay. Ah, and a bed. Yeah, it's, it's And then there's a chet there. I, I'm seeing all kinds of them there. And, and a bet.
1: Cat. remember? Cat.
0: okay. It's fixing me. <laughs> no, I, I, okay. I just remember
1: that someone came up and told us there's no ch in Hebrew. No, it's chet. can't
0: say chet. It's a K Ket. sound. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, <laughs> anyway that, that's beside we the point. We digress. <laughs> yeah, that was a little squirrel. Okay, but anyway, so the, the level to get into the millennial reign... It's the Ten Commandments. Right. If everybody will come to that level, what can you imagine a world where everybody honored the Ten Commandments straight up? You know, just Absolutely. That would be just an orderly world.
1: If if we all came into covenant to keep the statutes and judgments
0: of that God that.
1: revealed at Mount
0: Sinai. It would it, it would fix society almost completely. Definitely at a terrestrial level, okay? But then the next level is when you're willing to sacrifice to bring people in. And that's who gets called first back there at Adam on the But at this time... Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Pause. You can't just say that and drop it because what you just said, those that are called... First, that are called out at Adam and are those who are willing to to sacrifice for others. I think sometimes people think that the 144,000 are are the ones that get saved from all the trouble. And I'm like, no. They are the ones that are willing to go into the trouble to help others. To be proxy saviors. And Ephraim Ephraim says, we're supposed to be... Proxy saviors in the temple. proxy Do proxy work for our ancestors. The mission of Ephraim is to be deliverers right. for others in the temple as well as physically.
0: Right. Okay. So the very next thing that we look at here is three and a half years later. Time, times, and half a time later. And that is when all those who are willing to take upon themselves a terrestrial law are able to to enter a millennial reign at the Mount of Olivet, right there, three and a half years years later. It's beautiful the way it lays out scripture is pretty clear when you finally get the right keys in place. So
1: here's another backup for you on that, on that time period right there at that sheep and goat resurrection right there at the beginning of the millennium. The criteria is when you were naked, did you clothe me when you were hungry? Did you feed me? You're keeping that basic. Did you, were you fair with your neighbor? Did you protect people's rights? Did you stop them right. from being persecuted?
0: I love right. it. So at this time, we've connected Mount Sinai to Adam on down. And we've connected the connecting points even through the, the time of Pentecost in the New Testament, where it was the beginning of the, of the church, per se, of the of the ancient church
1: and Christians and,
0: Christians and yeah. the whole beginning of all of those things. It's,
1: it's the birth of the church at Pentecost. You can right? see
0: how all of everything in Exodus was foreshadowing our near future. Thank you. We're really grateful that we were able to present this to you for the Trump shall sound both long and loud, even as upon Mount Sinai. This is a type in a shadow cyclically happening over and over Throughout history, particularly at the three main events, I call it the main events. We'll call it that. Which is well, we
1: even didn't Sinai Sinai. We originally talk about the other one that was Shavuot or Pentecost, and that one is while they're having Acts chapter two,
0: Book of Mormon, Book yeah. of Mormon. But Jesus is coming. We'll try yeah. not to. We'll try not to include everything all the time. Oh, anyway, <laughs>
1: another thank another you. Lesson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So
1: we'll see you we, next time. Yeah,
0: next time. Appreciate it. Thank you very much.